Welcome, listeners, to Talking Addiction and Recovery. I am your host, Andrew Schreier. And if you drink coffee while listening to the podcast, if you're a fan of coffee, you are going to enjoy the guest I have today, who is Miss Tammy Kennedy, who is with Wagon Coffee. How are you doing? Thank you, Andrew. I'm doing good. I'm grateful to be here with you today. Yeah, I love learning more and more about what you do, reading the story, reading about the coffee. I don't think I've ever been as intrigued about a coffee company as with yours. So tell us a little bit about what Wagon Coffee is. So I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. It's it's coffee for addiction recovery. You know, wound up with a pretty little boat. That's that's what it is. We our main objective, our mission is to provide second chances to women in recovery from addiction. So that's providing them skills and empowerment and encouragement as they're on their journey, wherever that might be, from six months to I have a lady in the back. She'll come pop in. She's celebrating five years of sobriety today. So wherever they might be on their on their journey, um, we get to work alongside them and do life with them and journey with them as they are staying sober and they get to make coffee and roast coffee and do coffee all the while. Yeah. Doing recovery. That's amazing. And I, I love the idea of helping women too. And I, I'm not sure where to, cause you're out in Colorado in Wisconsin. We've always had women as an, an, a needed area for more services, more treatment. It's been very, it's always been talked about that there needs to be more for women. Do you, have you found that in Colorado as well? Yeah, in Colorado, but you know, as we look at it as a, a whole and as a whole picture, uh, and I was thinking about what this looked like for Wagon Coffee. We started operations in October of 2020. So as I was building our, our business plan, I'm like, man, women in recovery, it just makes sense. Because as you look at the research and the data coming in, they are almost twice as likely to die from alcoholism. So that's just one of the statistics. And that one kind of slaps you hard in the face. Um, And there's a whole sorts of reasons why that's the case, right? Um, And you look at how many people struggle from drug or alcohol abuse. The, The number of women that struggle are, it's 5% overall and 18 to 25%, it's, it's double that. So the numbers aren't getting better. So I'm like, how, how can we help be part of the solution? And by us being part of the solution and people coming alongside us and collaborating and partnering and sharing the, the word of what we do, like yourself is, is helping to, you know, take, make a dent and help and help ladies out and provide for them a self and thriving environment where they can get sober and volunteer. And once I hit six months, I'm happy to entertain hiring them on and helping them with their journey of staying sober with the other ladies that work alongside us in the back room. That's incredible. I mean, that's just a way of helping, continuing to help and even through their stages and, and the progress they make and adding other things too with, with, you know, skill development and with employment. I mean, those are a lot of areas that people need help with, not just the getting sober part. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think something that was really important to me is how can I simplify the, the process and how, what can I do that it, it doesn't feel like it's daunting? So uh, 
there's a long story behind it, but we, we operate in our nonprofit. So our nonprofit is called Free Spiritual Community. Uh, Wagon Coffee is a for-profit. I roast in the back room of Free, but within Free, we hold every single day of the week, we have 12-step meetings from AA to CA to SA to any kind of 12-step meeting you can imagine for just women or men. And so the, the most fortunate thing, I guess, for, for us at Wagon is I can say, hey, will you, do, do you want to hit a meeting or do you feel like you need to hit a meeting, go to the 930 meeting or to the weekend meeting at eight and then come to work. And it centers them. It provides community for them. And our roaster, which we can talk about more, Andrew, but our roaster is, is literally like plug and play. It's a bellwether roaster. It's clean energy. It's eco-friendly and the profile is already built. So the ladies are empowered. We talk about empowerment. They don't have to stand and, and air it out and time it and temp it and open it up to get the coffee to come out. It truly is profiles that we have pre-built and programmed. They just come in and hit the button, go to wow. a meeting. When they come back to the roaster, the coffee is done. Then they can package it up, but they feel like they have done some, some serious work, even just while going to a meeting. So yeah. again, it's empowering them to feel like I am a coffee roaster and all they have to do is show up and hit the button and put the coffee in bags. And keep it simple, right? One of the basic principles with with recovery is keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Make it too overwhelming. Yeah. 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 And that's it. Like we are, we are a coffee roastery. We are not a cafe. So we, we pride ourselves on our, our roaster. It's a, it's the biggest part of our operations, but the biggest thing about us is we are multi-layered in what we do, but the biggest thing that we are built on and our foundation is women and recovery. So it's how can we help these ladies and how can, like I said, we provide them with a, an environment that's giving them all the tools and resources that they need to have a healthy life. So yeah, it's a gift. And I want to talk about the name wagon coffee, because I love the fact that wagons a part of your name. You know, I think the term wagon has becoming more of like a historical term than a current one, yeah. like on the wagon, off the wagon. It's, it's just not something that's used as much in like current lingo. And I see yeah. the name of yours wagon coffee roasters. And I think it's like bringing, bringing that back in like a positive light and drive. So what, what yeah. factored into making that a part of your name? Because that's a big decision. And, uh, yeah. So that the wagon has always been a big part of what we do, starting with free. So free, uh, my husband and I started several years ago, three years ago in our backyard. And it is what we're doing is providing a place for addicts. My husband is eight and a half years sober, loved ones of addicts, which would be myself and spiritual refugees, a place to come together and share stories. So if you all are familiar with like 12 step recovery, oftentimes Rye would go to a meeting and then he'd come home and I'm like, I feel like I'm not able to keep up with your recovery and what you're doing in the rooms. And I always kind of felt like I wasn't included in the journey of, of his recovery besides what I was learning from him. Um, so I always felt like that was a gap in our relationship. And so when he was like, what would it look like for us to do this work together? I was like, I'm, I'm totally on board, but is there coffee? <laughs> Cause coffee's, coffee's my thing. It's my passion. It's my story. So my, my background is like, 20, around 20 years of coffee experience. So for me to be able to provide my, my knowledge, my experience, my passion into pouring that back into what we do here in the community was like a no brainer for us. 
So going back to your question, when we started free in our backyard, we had, we have a, like an old wagon that looks like this. That's great. That's awesome. And it's always been the centerpiece of, of what we do. So we say, you know, it's like, it comes from the century old saying, just like you said, falling off the wagon. And we are, we are journeying with people. Like, I guess it's a great symbol of community because you fall off the wagon. We pull you back up on the wagon. There's second chances, third chances, fourth chances. Uh, what we often say here is we don't do shame. You, you could tell me your story and I would say, what else you got? You know, you are loved literally unconditionally in, in these rooms and these walls. And people, I, I hope and pray that people feel that. Um, and it's a sense of home and belonging when they walk in here. So when Wagon came along in October, it was a no-brainer. Because Wagon is like our foundation, like I said, of what we do and who we are. And we're going somewhere. We're heading somewhere. We, we do it together. So, yeah. So that's it. That's why Wagon. I love it. I mean, I think it's, I think one of the most empowering things it has with the message and in, in looking at it, I think the historical root of the wagon is still filled with a lot of the shame that alcoholics and, and alcoholism still carries from, from way back. And I think when you look at it now, when you see it on the bag of coffee that you have, it, it's not about like that shame piece. I, I think it, it's driving it more into like the light of like welcoming of this is about togetherness and it's kind of driving through like some of the old connections that it have with wagon to, to something really new and exciting. So I, I love the wagon yeah. part of it. Thanks Andrew. And you know, we, it's, it was really important in, in our packaging. So people understood exactly what we do and why we do it. So like we have our, our impact printed on there. Um, like we talked about providing job structure skills for women, giving back second chances. Then it talks why wagon coffee and it explains what we do and why we do it. So, Oh yeah. Your packaging is amazing. I mean, it, it, it is, you just look at it and it's not like the, it's delicious coffee, but it's also the, the, the names behind it, the meaning behind it, the messages that are attractive. I mean, that's what attracted me to learn more about it, read about, I've never read about so much coffee profiles before <laughs> than when I looked through and saw what you have. And even the name, the one I have right now is the sober AF one. I mean, that's when I got my clinic. And yeah. it's that name that got my attention. It wasn't necessarily what the, the flavor was. So here is something that with coffee, people connect so much to, you know, the flavor of it. And they, it's a part of their routine and all that. You have found a way to really draw people in and inspire based off of not just the taste, but of the, the meaning behind it, the message and what you're doing. I mean, it is, it is phenomenal packaging. That's for sure. Thank you. And, you know, you, you mentioned the name and that was something from the very beginning that uh, I, I try to name the coffee after recovery language. So, our, you know, we have clean and sober, yeah. we have fourth dimension, like we talk about in the big book, you'll be rocketed into the fourth dimension, um, resilience you're familiar with. So over, yeah. So lots of different names that all correlate and connect to recovery in some way. So yeah, that was, that was important to us. 
And in learning about some of the, we talked about this before with, but learning more about the coffees and each individual one, it's more than just about recovery too. It, it goes back into a lot of helping with local communities and other things. So can you talk a little bit more about like the other connections and the other help that, that your, that wagon coffee provides? Yeah. So there's, there's so, so many layers with, for us, the, the icing on the cake, if you will, is starting with women in recovery that we're helping, but it, it's like this ripple effect that pours down into all these other things of what we talk about, do good product or, or, you know, oftentimes people will say something with a cause. Well, it is, it's a cause, but there's multiple layers to it of people that we're impacting. So we start with farm level and we make sure that we are sourcing every single bean from farmers that we are paying livable, workable wages to. So we know their story and you, you can read them like you have Andrew on our website. So you know that the money is pouring back into their initiatives, their community, their small cooperatives and making a difference tangibly, whether that might be like this clean and sober, for example, is going back to cervical research um, in Ethiopia for these ladies that are tangibly, individually picking these coffee cherries that the beans are inside by hand. Um, so instead of when you think of like big box coffee, right? These guys are just plowing the fields, going to get all their coffee and not necessarily checking to see if it's ripe and ready, but we are, we are paying small lot farmers to go and do this and, and say, this cherry is ripe and ready and fresh and will be the tastiest coffee because they're going by hand and keep in mind every coffee tree is one bag of coffee. So if you think of that in your brain, you're like, holy moly, we talk about planting coffee trees. That's why, like we are, we are taking one bag is one entire coffee tree. And that's a lot of work. That's a lot of right. labor. Um, and for us to be able to pour back into these communities to make a difference instead of paying machines is making an impact at farm level for whatever their needs are for that community. Um, and we do have personal relationships with a handful of people too, where we know their faces. They physically walk into the doors here. They bring us coffee beans on their back and we roast their beans. So we, we can hear the difference that it's making in their community as well. Not just know it's making a difference, but then hear the impact too. Um, and then the next thing is our environmental impact. So that was something important as we, we roast on a clean energy roaster. It's zero emissions and um, it just plugs into the wall. So it does get warm in our back room, but there's no gas, there's no vent, there's no kind of permit, which is a beautiful thing. And like I said, our, our roaster is like the centerpiece of, of our business. So it's a really important thing. But off of our roaster, then we expanded the, the whole concept of doing sustainable work. So sustainability is at the core of who we do, farmers to environment, to these women and providing a sustainable life for them um, and community where they can connect to. And I'm proud to say, Andrew, and community that we were voted number one in our one of our biggest magazines in Denver, 5280, for most eco-friendly product just this month. That's amazing. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank and you. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you also it's not just, you know, you working with a farmer to get a product made, but you're you're talking about you hear their story, you hear things that can be used to help them out. And you make relationships with them, which I'm, I'm imagining they hear your story and they hear about what you are trying to do. So this isn't just like a, you know, 
necessarily like a business model of, I, I need you to do this so we can create this, but it's also getting to know one another and, and learn about some of those deeper things with like missions and values and, and that type of stuff. So it, it's a incredible relationship that you're building that I wouldn't say it's just a working relationship, but it's just a community relationship, I would say. Yeah, it's a big collaborative effort for sure. And even our green coffee that we purchase um, through Bellwether, like it's just, I mean, our, our relationship, our partnership with, with these guys that we have is, it's made such a big difference for us to be able to do what we do here. So we're, we're so grateful. Now, I know you were voted, you know, just recently, number one with yeah. that. How, yeah, yeah. what's the response have you gotten from like the community as opening up a, a roaster and having it be towards, you know, recovery and supporting that? What sort of, what was that like when you opened that up? Yeah, well, if I could bring Kavita in and, and we can we can celebrate her and, and talk about this together. She's she's standing by. <laughs> so Kavita celebrating five years of sobriety today. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for joining. I've never been on a podcast before, so I'm kind of wondering what do I look at? <laughs> <laughs> just just straight ahead. I think you got it. It looks good. There okay. you go. There you go. Yeah, so Kavita, um, she we met Kavita because of free. She got plugged in because of free, our nonprofit. And I like to brag on Kavita because she, you know, she's been around the longest. She's been working behind the scenes. She's helped, she's helped me from the day we were roasting on our little home roaster. So we started as a, a tiny little Colorado Fuge Cottage Act program, and we were roasting. It took us an hour and a half to make one pound of coffee. Wow. Uh, and as we continued to grow and the proceeds were going back to free, it's like, okay, people are asking for our coffee across state lines. People want to support what we're doing. Um, how can we, how can we expand this, the reach and what we're doing? So we, we commercialized it, like I said, in October. And then it's like, <laughs> then the wagon really started rolling <laughs> and the word yeah. got out and we reached, I think within two months, because of a New York Times bestseller, we were in 49 states. So the word got out. Uh, and then in Colorado, we got people on board for wholesale and sober living homes. Uh, and and it truly is word of mouth. Like it, it has spread so quickly because it's not just us doing the work anymore. It's people, like you said, oh, how is this spreading and how is it making a difference? The people in recovery are like a, a, a tight knit family, mm -hmm. a tribe. They have each other's back. If you're listening and you're in recovery, I'm sure you're like, yeah. You know, Andrew, you were, yeah. you do counseling and you get it. You, you know, like it's family and we support each other and uh, lift each other up and say, I I'm giving you coffee. You're buying my coffee. I'm also helping spread the word of what you do. And we lift each other up, you know, we pull each other up and it's just, it's a beautiful partnership because it's, we we're in different restaurants and things too. And I'm so grateful for all of that. But I often tell people our, our dream, our pie in the sky, like vision and goal is to reach every single sober living facility treatment home that we can, because again, it's, it's pouring back into the same purpose, mission, desire to see people get healthy and find fullness through recovery. And that's what we're here for. And it's great to hear even other places like carrying your coffee and having it. And that's where I, I want to know about the community because 
it's not always easy to get the community to support something when there's like recovery or there's, you know, drug treatment or alcohol. Like there's a, there's a lot of places that I've been there where we're trying to open up a program in a community and they, they don't want it. You know, we, we have town hall meetings where they, they shut it down or they, it's not, it's not very welcoming all the time. So I was just, I, I wanted to know how was it where you introduced this and this connection with coffee and, and recovery. And it sounds like you've received a lot of support with it. So, so much support. And I, and I, I think truly, gosh, everyone's impacted either by themselves or being the loved one or somehow the, the connection of the third degree of um, impact where even if they're not a sober living home, for example, we just got into Idaho Springs, Colorado yesterday and the owner has been personally impacted by her own recovery story. So she, she isn't in the recovery realm, but she has been affected by it. So when I was telling her about our story, just but getting some coffee flavored ice cream in her coffee shop and the conversation came up, she's like, this isn't a negotiation. I'm not thinking about this. Can you bring me some coffee? And I was like, I wasn't selling you anything, <laughs> but she was like, no, I want to carry it. I want to support you. So I think people that realize what sobriety has done for them and the gift they can give to other women by supporting just by drinking and buying wagon coffee that it's this trifecta of impact that is providing within our community and and the possibility of more and more and more and more women being impacted by our by how much we can grow by how much we're supported so the more we can get the word out and people say i like that story or i've been impacted or i know i can make a difference and that is important um product with a purpose is not for everybody but a lot of people say i want to i want to buy something where i know and i can physically tangibly see how and why it's making a difference and that's why we try to be so active on our social media because people can say, I just bought that coffee and holy cow, she's celebrating five years. Look at that. Like she is sober. She is on the wagon and she's roasting coffee today. It's a cool story. Yeah. Well, I think there, there was a huge factor of, you know, the hospitality of coffee itself, regardless of um, 12 step fellowships, you know, having, being cold, being miserable, having a warm cup of coffee, someone giving that coffee to you has always been just this factor of welcoming and hospitality and acceptance and love um, that not everybody in recovery gets before we get into the rooms, right? So, you know, you, you, you come from a place of feeling unloved, unwanted, um, underappreciated. And so when you get into the rooms and you have this warm cup of coffee and it's coffee and you're grateful for it, but the problem is quite honestly, I stopped drinking coffee at, she's going to laugh at me. Um, I stopped drinking coffee at meetings because it's disgusting. It's like, it tastes like dirt and, and cigarettes and, and yeah, and chemicals. And so when I started drinking, when I've, I've always been a coffee snob. Um, but once I started drinking Tammy's coffee, I, there was this, this connection between Everybody has this. Everybody wants this as a part of my life. I mean, who, who I, most of the country like wakes up and has a cup of coffee. So there's that factor in it. But then to have this sense of 
I am enriching my life. I'm enriching other people's lives in the midst of all of this. That's where when you bring it into people, into groups where people are getting sober and they understand the connection, how so intrinsically the rooms of 12-step fellowships usually have coffee. And now it's going to have what our goal is, is to have coffee that actually tastes good. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what I love about that is, so here's, this is, you guys are going to see a little bit of the counselor side of me come out. But what I love about that is, you know, I've worked in residential group homes, halfway houses, you know, where they live. And of course, like they get coffee and there's two or three coffee pots sitting up and they make the 24, the giant size. And it's usually just whatever the place can afford. Right. Because imagine, imagine a grocery bill for like 16 adult males. Mm-hmm. So when they drink a lot of coffee, you're not, you're not going to look for the the best. You just gonna look for pretty much what you can afford. But here's what I, here's what I love about this story is so often than not, they will drink crap coffee or they will do things. And it's still part of that, like automatic behavior. Like they, they will do it just because that's what they were doing. And they're still kind of in that, like auto, like that automatic pilot mode. And you're kind of talking about like, actually not doing that and thinking more of like a purpose of why I'm doing what I'm doing, making more of a, a choice about what I'm supporting and what this means, which goes along for sure with wagon coffee and all that. So I love that, that it takes that part of it and says that even with something like having a cup of coffee, going to a meeting that you can even take that further and make more, more deliberate choices and make decisions that have more of a purpose than to just fall in line with like the automatic stuff that addiction really reinforces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Break out of the status quo and, and do something that the purchase is going back for the very purpose of why you're here. You know, like we're a recovery centered coffee roaster. That's why we're here. That's what we do. So when you, when you know, like 90% of addicts and alcoholics drink coffee, it's like, let's put good quality, wholesome product into our body. If people drink, if you drink coffee, like I drink coffee, I don't want to be putting fertilizers and pesticides and, and chemicals into my body. I drink it we drink it alcoholically. Like we drink a lot of coffee and when I'm doing so I want to make sure that it's clean. And so it's clean energy all day, every day. And then da, 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 the ripple effect of everything else that, that we do behind the scenes at wagon. But that's also part of self-care. You know, we get into this space of, you know, we're trying to recover and make a better life for ourselves, um, you know, to allow our recovery to, change our whole life. And so that doesn't mean just, you know, not drinking, not drugging. It also means, you know, allowing your body to purify. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cacao coffee does not allow you to do that. Yeah. That's always a hard thing too, because when people usually come in to get treatment and help, they're not in good condition. You know, like they, no one usually shows up at treatment saying, I need help because I'm doing really well. Usually they're 
in rough shape and you know the lifestyle the substance itself has had an impact on the body and everything like that for quite some time it was really it's really hard to even know what is healthy for some people and and just stopping drugging and drinking doesn't just automatically make something like someone healthy like you have to because i've seen people get sober and still develop some unhealthy habits so you talk about even something like providing this product is a form of self-care and that's pretty incredible yeah yeah and i think like that's that's the buzz about it is like it's clean energy it's clean coffee and and so often and i'm guilty of this too but you see so many energy drinks and then it's like well yeah. And, and drink your energy drink, but no. And, and I have to do a little plug for our 1210. Our 1210 um, coffee is, is white coffee. So that's our, our signature roast is kind of cutting edge. We have, we have the roast and profile dialed in. It's taken some time and lots of yucky batches that we've had to throw away. <laughs> we've got some headaches, but mm. our 1210 coffee I wish I had a little white bean I could show you, but it truly is white. It's not a light it's white coffee. And have you tasted it, Andrew? No, but it's- that's the one I gave to the, oh. the private practice that I work at because they have okay. um, a Christian foundation. For yes. So so I saw that name and I was like, that's perfect. So I, I got yeah. that for them. <laughs> well, and, and so that's kind of a, a fun thing. But we, we talk about here and, and even in these walls, right, that when we can be vulnerable, that there's healing to that. So even with us, like bringing in just a, a, a smidge of a Bible, but second Corinthians uh, 12, 10 says for when I am weak, I am made strong. And so for, for me, when I heard that, I'm like, that is, that is like the definition of white coffee, because when you pour it and you make it, it looks like, I don't know if you can see it, but it looks like a yeah. peanut. Yeah, and it does. And it tastes like tea and it looks like tea. In fact, people often are like, Tammy, you made your coffee wrong. And I'm like, no, it's supposed to look like that. It's supposed to taste like that. And it does have a tea flavor, almost like a green tea flavor flavor that's peanut buttery and nutty, but it has 70% more caffeine by volume. So for a lot of people, especially in this rooms that are like, what's a, I need something. I need to pick me up. I need something. They go right for the white coffee. And that's their, that's their new, their new vice, I guess you could say. I think it's, I think the message behind it is phenomenal. It works with recovery. You know, it it works with even coffee. I mean, it it was, that's where I say that, that creativity, but also that connection that you make with your product and your mission and what the person's going to get when they drink your, your coffee, it's so well intertwined. They're all like all spokes in the wagon wheel that they just all work together (laughs) Oh, it, it's, it's, it's really fascinating the way you've been able to, to do that. Yeah. You know, and, it, and we say this every single day, but we, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. And the day I forget that shame on me because we do this work together. Um, it's our community. It's our, it's our family. And I, I get the privilege to show up every single day and do this work and make a difference. And she gets the privilege of showing up and making coffee and making a difference and staying sober. And I get to do it with her and the other ladies that work behind the scenes. And it's just, we look at each other and like, we can't forget it because it's just, it's what it is. It's a gift. And I imagine that have you also with, I mean, all the 
the work that you do and the the circles that you develop and the community that you've really grown. I mean, it's it's you're a coffee roaster, but it's just it's not just that. I mean, there's a lot that you've developed out of this. Do you also then meet people or do people, you know, meet you that are it might not be alcohol that they're struggling with, but do you, do you have people that you've met who are struggling with like opiates or like other issues that are going on? I, I imagine you, you, all of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, we just had a, a meeting with a sober living home and I was asking them, what, what was your thing? What was, what, what are you in recovery? Why do you have a sober living home? And they're like, all of it. Like it, it, it didn't matter. As Kavita said, I was a trash bag, like a trash can, all of it. I took it all. Like, <laughs> I didn't care. Like I wasn't picky. I wasn't, it didn't matter. So, you know, you, you hear that a lot, especially in these rooms when people come in for a 12 step meeting um, or want a job at wagon that people have struggled. With I like, yeah, I love that because I've, since I've started in the, in the field, you know, 17 years ago, there was more of that, like, you know, AA has, this is for alcohol and that's it. And this is for that and that. And, it's been really harder to even manage that because oftentimes people are struggling with multiple substances or, or multiple issues, but yeah. it so- sounds like what you're, you know, promoting and what you're working with is we know someone's struggling or someone's struggling with something and we want to help them in some way or find some way to help them. Not that this is just for someone with an alcohol problem. Yeah. And I think that's the gift that I, I tell Ryan, my husband, this every day, but that's the gift that free has given to wagon is we, we get to know these people because we happen to be in these walls and, and women migrate back to me daily after meetings, whether that's, like I said, a AA meeting, a women's meeting, a SA meeting, a CA meeting that they, they stop in and check in and, and they might even just say, Hey, I have an hour. And I don't want to go home or I don't want to, or I don't want to drink today. Can I just hang out with you? And sure. Like come and help me make some, make some coffee or throw some beans in a bag, but it's, it's all of it. And, and I get to know these people, including Kavita because free and the doors that are open here. And then I get the privilege of hearing their story and getting to know them because they happen to be coming to meetings that are hosted inside of free. So it's just, again, this beautiful um, relationship, partnership, community that kind of piggybacks on the back of each other and how we, how we do life together. Yeah. So even I think people are thinking that when they hear about, you know, wagon coffee, what's the story with that? But there's, there's your story was even before that, you know, free was before the wagon coffee. So yeah. your, your involvement in the recovery and helping others it didn't start here with, with the coffee. It, it happened before all that. It did. Yes, yes, yes. It's been, it's been a journey. Like free didn't start just because it sounded fun. Free started <laughs> because, because my husband and he's running around picking up and cleaning over here, but he's eight and a half years sober. And like we, we've been married for 16 years together, 18 years, but I've seen him on his worst days drunk, blacked out. I've seen him on his best days, sober and in recovery. Um, and I love that he, he will share this, especially on podcasts that he's on, but he was a drunk pastor. He, you, you often hear of the pastor that got sober 
or the they got sober and then they, they became a pastor. But right. Ryan was the drunk Opposite. pastor. <laughs> yeah, he was drunk and then got sober and then like stepped into uh, the ways that he serves and gives back and is compassionate. And, and he will say his why is finding people and meeting people in the midst of their mess and brokenness. And I'm telling you, it's true um, that he is able to feel the feelings and and know how to meet people in their darkest place. He's the best I've seen at it because that's, he thrives in those environments. Not like I, I don't like sometimes I'm like, I can't, I can't hear any more stories today. My heart is like too broken and hurting, but he's just like, what else, what else, what else? Like he can take it. That's how he was wired. That's how he was built. But I've, I've seen the transformation of, of Ryan over the years and I've seen the transformation of myself as a loved one of an addict, alcoholic, I've seen the transformation of our marriage um, that was like barely hanging on by a thread. And we have four kids together. We, we run and operate free together. I get to operate wagon here with him. And it's like, you go from, dang, are we going to make it? And I'm at my rock bottom and I can't take it anymore to a place where we are 16 years later in our relationship and going, we do life together and we offer hope and healing to our community together. And it's again, just a beautiful um, privilege to be able to do that. Yeah. And that's, that's incredible. Cause I've also, I mean, when you work with addictions, you work with loved ones, you work with families. There's, I don't, there's been rarely ever a time where I've worked with someone and you know, it, they're not, it's not in, impacting the lives of those around them. So there's a lot of times I'm working with someone in there's significant others involved, husband, wife, or, you know, kids are involved. And, you know, I think a lot of times they ask, how am I going to get through this? How are we going to get through this? And here you are in an incredible spot of the work that you guys are doing together and everything. Here's a little bit of a, a curveball, I guess I'm going to throw at you is what, what do you say to family members or loved ones who might be at that point of like, I don't know if I can keep doing this, or I don't know if I should walk away now or continue to like, hang on knowing what you've gone through. Yeah. Well, you've gone through what you've done, where you and your husband are at, what you've gone through. What would you even say to someone in that position? Yeah, great question. Two, I think two things resonate for me, and it may or may not for you, but I I wanted to make sure that he knew I was in it. So you do say we. I when I was at my lowest point, and he was too. There was a series of things, of course, that led up to that point of it being like our bottom. But I found like the last hidden bottle, and I said, "Hey, what are we gonna do?" And he will say, in that moment, I knew she still was there. She still had my back. All that to say, you might say, well, I've been there. I've done that. It's been, we have made sure he knows it's we or she knows it's we. But then I would say, what are your boundaries? What are your deal breakers? And make them clear as day so that your, your loved one, your person knows I have boundaries, I have deal breakers. I also am with you hundred percent and there's a week, but I, I also, um, you also need to respect me and where my boundaries are. So if as clear as those can be to your addict, to your alcoholic, to your loved one, I think that is, as for, it was hard. Like that was a hard thing for me to live out and know what is that, what is that point? 
Um, but when I could lay them out and say, I am eight months pregnant and I don't want to deliver this kid or drive myself to the hospital or call my family member or friend to drive me to the hospital. And that's a deal breaker for me to be able to say that to him. Um, maybe that's going to wake him up and maybe it's not. It did for my husband. Um, but again, it's a long journey of conversations, boundaries, and knowing I'm in it. I love you. I got you. But you also have to respect me. Do you still um, connect with people who are the family members of of someone with a alcohol or, or addiction problems? Do you, in your line of work, do you get to meet with like family members or loved ones who are impacted by it? I personally don't. Um, it's a conversation that I, you know, I always have coffee with people as we're roasting. Ryan, Ryan meets with people as a pastor. He's always meeting with people. And if I can pop in, I will. Um, but yeah, I would say my, my focus and my, my, um, lane is that I stay in very well as, as coffee and, and living life as a loved one. But I don't, I don't take a lot of time to say I'm, I'm, I do counseling or I do meetings, but I'm always open for a cup of coffee. If somebody is like, I, I really need help or hope. And that's what we do, what we do here free because we do it together. And that's, that's our way of um, providing this environment, this atmosphere for the addict, the loved one to come together and heal together and learn together and grow together in their recovery together. Cause it's not just one or the other. It's a, you got to do it for both of you. You have to get healthy for both of you. It's not just a one-sided thing. Yeah. That's the great thing too. Endless thing about your story of, you know, he was going here, I was going here. And there's, there's always been like a back and forth on, you know, do, do couples, you know, recover together. They had to go their own path and then meet up at a, I mean, I don't think there's ever any one right answer for all that because it's very challenging. You know, sometimes couples together can, can be in a very toxic spot that can be um, potentially damaging for either one, but also just separating them entirely doesn't necessarily solve that either. And you were able to find something to be able to walk this and do this together, but still do your own things that you needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's it. Like in finding life and purpose of for him, he's living into what he loves to do. And, you know, our board of directors, they were like, Tammy, like you love recovery, but you don't love recovery. Like you love your husband. You love recovery because you love your husband. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's true. They're like, you love coffee. And I'm like, yep, 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 yep. You're right. But I do love recovery because um, not like, not like Ryan and living it myself, like he has and becoming um, the sober person of eight and a half years and being like, I, I'm telling you, a totally different person. Um, but I, I too, am like, what is, what is my, my lane? What is my story? What is my purpose where I can also say, um, I'm staying healthy and I'm making a, a difference too, um, in the way that I feel necessary in the world. So it is, it's, it's neat that we can, that we are able to walk alongside each other and do this work together. So part of your goals that I was hearing before was, uh, you've got the coffee's been in 49 states. That, that was just a couple of months. So what state's missing? I I haven't, I haven't, I know I should know this. I'm guessing we have reached all of them, but 
I will let you know. I will go back yeah. and, and double check, but I feel like we have hit every single state now. Okay. Cause if you have, that's great. And I, and I'm glad Wisconsin got to be a part of yeah. that too. Um, <laughs> you also talked about wanting to just try and get coffee more into treatment programs and, you know, and as much as you can, what, uh, any other goals or sites on the horizon for where we are hoping to see wagon coffee roll into? I think at this point, like that is my, my overall big, huge dream is for any kind of recovery focused work to, to know and hear and recognize wagon coffee and, and what we do and how we do it here and how we're making a difference. Um, because like I said, it's, it's this integrated work that we do together that we're giving back to the same kind of cause um, and making the world a better place through and with recovery. Um, so that would be, that would be where I would say like, not just Colorado, although that's where we're starting and branching out into, but then how can we start taking that wagon coffee more national and a wholesale way into recovery centered facilities where, like I said, people say, oh yeah, wagon coffee is, is making a difference for at some point, hundreds, thousands of women in recovery. So that would be the, the dream and the goal that it's impacting a ton of lives and a ton of women that are trying to get or stay sober. And now, and I'm, I'm really glad I was able to interview you at this time. Now, you know, we're in September and this is, you know, recovery month. And that's such a, a big time for us to talk about recovery and, and connect. And, you know, what's amazing as, cause we do a lot in the clinic to try and like, you know, do recovery month. We do themes and we just try to get people more engaged in recovery. And when I was looking at the recovery theme for this year, 2021 is recovery is for everyone, every person, every family, every community. So that's like the theme for this year and why I think that's really incredible uh, is part of your why wagon coffee description of it is we are the wagon together. We pull each other up when we fall off the wagon, we extend grace to one another. We journey towards healing and recovery together. This bag inspires wholeness in individuals in communities and in the world. I mean, that is, that is so parallel to what this year's recovery month's message is all about. I mean, that's, that's amazing that that's what it, it says. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I love it. And isn't it true? And and when Ryan and I kickstarted free, we said recovery for all, like that's what we called it. It, it really wasn't free at that point. We we're just like, what is this? Like, we're just offering recovery for all because everybody needs recovery from something. If you know it or not, like whether that's a substance, whether that's a relationship, whether that's whatever it is for you, we all need recovery from something. So that was kind of our, when we first kicked it off, that was our, our understanding of where we were going, that it's for everybody. Yeah. That's great. And you, and also the other stuff that the, uh, the mug here is I I took this with me camping this past weekend and it worked phenomenal. So you, you also have some other things besides just coffee. You've got a couple of other stuff there too available. So the website is a really good place for them to learn. And if they go to Wagon Coffee Roasters, they, they can learn a lot about what you guys 
do. It, it's not just like a, a typical coffee place where you just order a drink and cash out. Like they can learn a lot about the program and, and all the coffees and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like you spent time doing Andrew, you can click on the profile of the coffee and then it will take you into a detailed description of what it is, the tasting profile, the impact story we put on every single bag. So you can choose whether you like a certain kind of region of coffee, that's great. Or if you say I'm more in it for the impact of, of making a difference, then you can go on and read the different stories of impact that it's making for various communities and it's all over the place. So we source coffee. I get this question a lot. Where do you get your coffee? We get it from all over the place. Like I said, a lot of direct relationships. We know the stories, but it's from Brazil to Ethiopia to Papua New Guinea to Indonesia. I mean, it's all over the place that we are. We're making an impact all over the world. And are you still looking to grow those to even further, like open to continued farmers and learning more or just hearing what people have to offer? Yeah, great question too, Andrew. So we we do have a, we have a, you can buy coffee as a single purchase. You can buy coffee as a subscription order. It all makes a difference. The, the subscription order online, we do have the option of, you can find your favorite coffee and get it every single month. Say you really like the Sober AF, cool. Subscribe to the Sober AF and get it every single month. That helps. And then I can, I can project, I can schedule, I can tell the ladies we have, this amount of coffee we're bagging on this day every month. It's so helpful. If you don't know what kind of coffee you love, we have a featured coffee that we rotate and I get a new coffee every single month for people that either just want to have the experience of something totally new and different or, or like, what is she going to pick this month? That is what kind of impact is it making in, in the community or in the world? Um, that Yeah, that's interchangeable and people can subscribe to that program. And it's $20 every month, even if it's a 25 or 30 bag cup of coffee or bag of coffee, it's, it's $20 because we feature it. We want people to try it. We want people to learn about the story, the chosen story that we're picking and featuring um, that month. So we make it affordable and, and kind of fun. Uh, what yeah. is she picking? What's going to be featured? So yeah, it's neat. And Sober AF is featured this month. It, so for that, um, it typically is 25, but it is 20 this month because I want people to have the opportunity to to try it and, and to try it at the $20 price point. So. Yeah, that that's incredible. I think I can't the the idea of having a cup of coffee at a meeting or someone now, when I think in treatment wakes up and has a couple, I, I think the, the whole entire vision and meaning of that has now changed after our, our discussion. I, I can't look at it as the, the way it was now. And it has so much more meaning and what you've done with it is, and I just can't say enough about what you've been able to do with coffee and recovery. I mean, it is, it's phenomenal. Yeah, they're, they're my worlds. So it's, it's neat to be able to, to live into that and do, and do what we love, do what I love. And yeah, it's gratitude. Yeah. So I, I really definitely going to be continuing to, to follow you guys and see what you're up to. Um, going to try and help out and, and get some of these places to connect with you and, and get some coffee um, and, and do all that. But I, I really want to, to thank you for joining today and, and sharing about this. I never would imagined a, a coffee roaster that gives proceeds to recovery and to, and to work with that 
has so much more behind it and so much that goes into this and the the ripple effect in such a positive light that the wagon is is really bringing because we know the ripple effect of alcohol and we know the ripple effect of of drug addiction and it's good to see how you've created something with recovery that is having a ripple effect as well, but in that positive recovery light. And, and that's truly amazing. Yeah. Thank you for all of that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And when people fully see the vision and the mission and they get on the wagon, it, it makes me feel like that's, that's our, that's our job. That's what we do. And we're, we're getting other people on the wagon to understand and to support and uh, it all makes a difference. You know, I say one bean makes a difference. One bag makes a difference. One subscription, all of it, all of it makes a difference for these ladies that are just trying to find a space that's providing them a, a healthy environment to stay sober. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for um, the opportunity to share our story and to reach people that haven't heard about wagon yet. Yeah. And that's, you really believe that when you, when you purchase this and you become a part of it, you, you do believe all those, even buying that one bag makes a difference and that that's incredible. So people can go to your website, wagon coffee roasters, learn more about the story, see the product, shop the coffee, do all that. They can also follow you guys on social media. You're on Instagram. Yep. Um, Facebook and Instagram wagon coffee roasters. Um, it is wagoncoffeeroasters.com. And like you said, Andrew, you can look at the coffee, the profiles, and our story is on there, including some interesting stuff about our, our roaster and um, what we do and why we do. Because I think that's the most important thing is, so is why do you do what you do? And that's the important part of it. And that's what we're built on. So it's not just head stuff and going through the motions, it's the heart stuff. And that's, that's truly what we're built on and making a difference and an impact um, that, that reaches well beyond our walls and the borders. And that's, that's why we're here. Amazing. So check out the website, follow them on social media. And, and I cannot recommend enough the, the coffee that they provide and what it all does for those in recovery. So thank you again, Tammy, for joining. Um, and I, I look forward to further talks and connections with you guys in the future. Me too. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Take care and listeners, uh, check them out. You will not be disappointed. And as always, I hope you learned something.